Here we go. You are listening to Law and Gospel on this Wednesday, June the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And what are we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking about another booklet that I have published entitled 284 Old Testament Prophecies of Jesus Christ Fulfilled in the New Testament. That's right, 284 Old Testament Prophecies. Now, since I wrote this, and I did a Bible study with a church a few years ago, I have found even more prophecies. But 284 takes a little while to go through. So I began in Genesis, and I ended up in Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament. And the Malachi prophecy was from chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Now, where did I find a New Testament verse? Luke chapter 1. And it was talking about John the Baptist. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the power and spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. So that's the last of the 284, but let's take a look at the beginning. How far do you have to read into the Bible to find a prophecy that Jesus Christ fulfilled? You only have to go to verse 3 of the Bible. Genesis 1-3 says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And it's John 1, 3 that fulfills that prophecy. All things were made through him, and without Jesus, nothing was made that was made. So Jesus even made the light. In the Sunday School lesson yesterday, we took a look at the six days of creation. And the first day was the creation of light. But then the fourth day was the creation of the sun and the moon. Then the second day was the division between the land and the sea. And the fifth day, in parallel to it, were the creation of fish, 
and other items in the sea and also on the land. And in the third day was the creation of plants and animals that were fulfilled on the sixth day as God planted the land with plants, put animals in it, including Adam and Eve. So, prophecy number one, God, in the person of Jesus Christ, created all things. Then, in Genesis 22, verse 8, and this is the 11th prophecy we have down. There's 10 before that. It says this, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Remember, this is when Abraham was told by God to sacrifice his son, and they couldn't find a lamb. God will provide a lamb for the burnt offering, Abraham says. Take a look at John 1, verse 29. The next day, John the baptizer saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Then we get Genesis 22, verse 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, God says to Abraham, because you have obeyed my voice. Now, in the English, and this is why you really need a pastor who knows the Greek and the Hebrew, is the word seed in the singular or in the plural in Genesis 22. Like I could hold one kernel of corn in my hand and say, look at this seed. Or I could hold 10 kernels and say, look at this seed. The English is not helpful. When it says, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Does that mean the descendants of Abraham will be a blessing to the earth? Well, listen to Galatians 3.16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to your seed, who is Christ. That's Galatians 3, 16. So again, we have a direct prophecy. Remember when during the time of the Exodus, they had to slaughter a lamb? Your lamb, it says in Exodus 12, verse 5, shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Listen to 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Knowing that you were ransomed 
from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Direct quotation and prophecy from Exodus 12, verse 5. Now, in the eating of that Passover lamb, Exodus 12, 46 gives additional information. It shall be eaten in one house. You shall not take any of the flesh outside the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. Now, the prophecy fulfilled is in John 19, verses 31 and following. Since it was a day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Now, why break the legs? Because the way you died on a cross is by suffocation. And if you couldn't pull yourself up to breathe, you would die of suffocation. And so they were hurrying the death of those on the cross. So the soldiers, verse 32 of John 19, they came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. Now John records that because that's a sign of death, the separation of the blood from the water. Going on with verse 35. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. And then this quote in verse 36 of John 19. Not one of his bones will be broken. An exact quote from Exodus 12, verse 46. That's important for us to realize that these promises that God made in the Old Testament are fulfilled in the new. Uh, a lot of people wonder if Jesus in his state of humiliation did not know all things, he set that aside, then how did he know about his crucifixion and so forth? All he had to do was read the Old Testament. He knew that though he would be crucified, not one of his bones would be broken. He knew 
that he would be crucified because according to Psalm 22, he was to be pierced in hands and feet. The Old Testament even gives information from a theological point of view. This is found in Leviticus 16. It's the 30th prophecy that I talk about. It's how atonement is made. Verse 15, Leviticus 16. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring the blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. This event is, of course, the day of atonement, when only the priest enters the Holy of Holies, and he makes atonement for the holy place by killing both the bull and also the goat. Verse 16, Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place, because of the uncleannesses of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions and their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleannesses. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. So there's your Old Testament passage. The New Testament passage is Hebrews chapter 9, beginning with verse 9. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various regulations for the body imposed until the time of reformation. Now that's talking about the ceremonial laws. And the time of reformation is talking about when the new covenant is established by Jesus Christ. Going on with verse 11 of Hebrews 9. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, when through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. That's explaining that Jesus is now the temple of God. He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify 
for the purification of the flesh. Remember, that was done in Exodus where the people were able to go up on Mount Sinai, the elders. Their flesh had been purified. But listen to this. If the flesh can be purified by blood of goats and bulls, how much more, verse 14 of Hebrews 9, will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, that means without any sin, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So that's very clear that this is a prophecy from Leviticus chapter 16. Now, this 40-page booklet entitled 284 Old Testament Prophecies of Jesus Christ is the second book that we put together this month. Uh, that first book was all about various emails, 400 of them that I had received from individual. And you can see in those 400 emails how much the program like Law and Gospel and other programs on KFUO make a difference to the people that hear them. Well, now this book is 284 Old Testament prophecies fulfilled in the New Testament. We will send this to you for $15. Just simply email me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com requesting the book. Do not send any money. The book will be sent to you, and it will also include a billing for $15. However, if you have already bought the other book, uh, the one about all of the emails, then you will only be paying $10 for this book, the 284 Prophecies. So in your email, put down your name, your address to which you want this 40-page book sent, and then you will be billed according to whether or not you bought the other book also. Now, if you want both books, both will therefore be sold for $25. Just indicate you would like to have both books and you will be billed $25. So, this has got many, many prophecies. We'll look at one from Deuteronomy 18, verse 18. God the Father, I will raise up for them a prophet like you, he's talking to Moses, from among their brothers. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command you. 
Now that's Deuteronomy 18, verse 18. Listen to John 8, verses 28 and 29. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, and that's lifting him up on the cross, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. So there's another tremendous prophecy. Deuteronomy 18, 15 to 19 continues to talk about the prophet like Moses, that the Lord will raise up for you a prophet like myself, Moses, just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire, lest I die. Now this was Mount Sinai. And the Lord said to me, they are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. So this is fulfilled in John 8, verses 28 and 29. First of all, we've got John 6, 14. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. And in John 5, do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. Why has Moses accused them? That's because of the law. Verse 46, for if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Even in every book of the Bible, Jesus is talked about. One of the problems is with the book of Ruth, where it says the word God is never mentioned. Well, we know that Naomi's two sons die. She returns with Ruth, Ruth back to her homeland, and Boaz, an owner of a field, sees her. And Boaz says this, because he's interested in marrying Ruth. He's talking to the kinsman the relative of Ruth, who could marry her. He was next in line. The day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, 
you also require, acquire Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead, in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. Then this man said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I impair my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now, verse 7 of Ruth 4. Now, this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to confirm a transaction. The one drew off his sandal and gave it to the other, sandal, gave it to the other, and this was the manner of attesting in Israel. So, Boaz said to the elders, You are witnesses this day that I have bought from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech, her husband. This is prophesied fulfilled in Ephesians 1, who says, He predestined us for adoption. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. The book is available for $15. I'm Tom Baker. Till tomorrow, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.